to Christ or a recommitment to Christ. We want to be more than just Sunday Christians that pray over our meals and read our Bible once in a while. We need to be committed to the Lord. And today God's knocking on the hearts of people saying, I want to give you my mercy and grace, but I need to have you turn from things, change some things. If you're here with me this morning, it's like God is speaking to you. I'd like you to pray with me. Let's make a fresh commitment to the Lord on Mother's Day. And those of you that are watching on live stream, I'm your mother today. Get right with God. Amen. You want to give her a Mother's Day gift? Get right with Jesus. Amen. Pray with me out loud all of us. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for mercy and grace. You are the risen God who died for me and rose from the dead. I rededicate my life this morning. I recommit my life knowing that Jesus is God, the risen Savior. I turn, I repent of my sins. And I ask you to grant me the gift of repentance. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I know the importance of the blood of Christ. I know the importance of the word. and the sacrifice of Jesus. But all that is nothing. Did you do what I just said? If the resurrection is not true. What makes all that true, the word, the blood, is the resurrection. That we will have life after death. That's the cornerstone of the Christian faith. I know the blood's important. I know the name's important. I know the word's important. But it's the the resurrection. That's the key. Give a little clap offering this morning. Amen. As Pastor Trish comes. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I will personally pray for you at the end of service. Come forward. If you've never spoken in a heavenly language, come, we'll lay hands on you, and you will receive. It's for everybody. Not for some. It's for all who believe and ask they will receive. Amen? Let us proceed with the service. 31-year-old and my 30-year-old. Amen? Chaplain Wayne, do you have something to present to her? If you're real nice to me, I'm going to take you to one of your favorite places to eat. You can get anything you want. McDonald's. Anything that you want. If you're nice to me, I'll move you up to Burger King. We want to honor the women that are here today. Amen. 
the mothers, the potential mothers, and even the single women, even the children, young ladies, because they're one day will be mothers. And you can be a spiritual mother too. So what I would like you to do in just a moment, I want you to watch this video. At the end, I'm going to ask my wife to pray over all the women. All the women. Mothers, potential mothers, amen, and spiritual mothers. Amen. So watch the clip, and then afterwards I'll have you to stand as she prays. And then you get right to the word. Amen. It's been a little different this morning, but that's okay. Amen. Now, I said, you got to be nice to me. If you're nice, you go to McDonald's. I'm always nice. What? I'm always nice. You won't have to cook then. Yeah, I need a break. Can you hardly believe I'm saying that? All right, let's roll with the clip. Amen. Let's watch this together. When I move out one day, my mom will be very sad. I feel my mom's love in my heart. Like, Right here. I, I'm feeling it right now. Sometimes I love, sometimes I don't. When I'm angry, I don't. My mom is everything to me. She just is this ray of energy and sunlight and positivity. The thing that I wish I could have done more of is thanking her. Didn't matter what shape I was in, I could always come home to mom. My mom was basically the glue that held me together. When I left the Philippines, I knew that my son will be in good hands because I know my mom will take care of him. My mom is kind of smart, not that smart. If I would say like one to ten, it would be a five. Maybe my poor dad got the raw end of the deal, but I do remember my mother saying to him when there was an argument about something I'd done, she says, you don't want to hurt her spirit. My mom was diagnosed with uh, a really rare disease about 12 hours before she died. So we didn't get a lot of time to, to talk or to say goodbye, but she did get to say that she loved me, which were her last words. Uh, and I cherish that. Because it, I have, I've been able to hang on to it. I'm probably gonna say to my mom, you're a wonderful person. I tie an invisible string to my heart and she ties the same one to her heart and it's always attached together. My mother, she struggled a lot with addiction. Sorry, I'm getting upset. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. You know, you have partners, you have friends, you have kids, um, but there is nobody else who, um, who will ever care about you as much. My son now always tells me, I love you, Mama. But for 48 years, you realize I didn't say I love you to my mom. I can think of three words. I forgive you. You were good, Mom. You did really good. I love you, Mom. Hey, Chelsea, if moms got paid, how much do you think they should get paid in a year for being a mom? Maybe a hundred dollars. 
Amen. Will all the women stand? Can the entire congregation please stand? We have some gifts we want to give you. Just a piece of candy. A little something. If you'd pass it out. Uh, guys, extend your hand towards them. Yes. All the women standing, men, extend your hands towards them. Dr. Cheryl, would you pray a blessing yes. this morning for all the ladies here as mother of the house and mother of my children? How many of you know uh, if you got paid $100, that would be the most earned $100? <laughs> but let's pray this morning. I just thank God for mothers. Yes. I thank God. For, to be a mother I have more spiritual children than natural but nevertheless we are moms amen so father I just thank you right now for every one of these moms father I thank you that even now you are healing their hearts making them whole God, you are using everything they have ever gone through for their good and your glory. I thank you that you are still doing a work in every one of us. And that, Lord, on this day that we have set aside for these wonderful, wonderful moms, that, God, you will give them blessings today that they can't even contain. That you will pour out your glory on their lives like never before. That God, after even this day, they will be changed into more and more of what you have planned and purposed for their lives. God, we bless them, bless them, bless them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Before you're seated, give five people a bump and say, God bless you. As you're here today, Children's Church will not be today. It'll resume next week. Children's Church will resume next week. Bump five people and say, God bless you. I'm glad you're here today. Enjoy the candy. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. I received this from one of my daughters, along with some very special gifts, but I thought this was priceless. And the flowers that she gave me, it had this. Mom, it's a noun, <laughs> a hero that does whatever it takes to get stuff done. Amen. And then I love number two, absolutely never wrong about anything ever. <laughs> that was awesome. Listen, how many of you would 
Bless me for Mother's Day if you can. All right, then I need at least 15 more workers for our seminar. You said no. So if you can just stand, if you're not already on the list to work, and you could give us a hand next Saturday, right? It's next Saturday. We're at the wire. So if that's you, could you just stand real quick so we can get an idea of what we're facing here? Okay, we're facing a real bad thing here. No. All right, could you raise your hand if you think you might be able to help and you just got to check out some things? Okay. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Antoine. I love you. Amen. I saw some other hands, but boy, they went down real fast. Okay, you have to have gone through the seminar in order to help. Okay? So check your schedules, please. How many of you are just desperate to see other people set free? Amen? Now, if you're on live stream at home, or wherever you may be, um, we need your help, your family too. And so if you've gone through the seminar, please, please, please reach through the screen and raise your hand. <laughs> Get us your name and phone number. You can uh, call the office, 586-773-6568. We need help. Amen? So uh, please let us know. Also, we are um, trying to collect some clothes, and it's spring, so I know you're all going through stuff. Uh, if you could pull together some men's or women's clothes, they need everything for one of our uh, men's, one of our guys works for a uh, place where they are in need of clothing for men and women. So t-shirts, pants, shorts, undies, bras, uh, cleaning supplies, handbags, belts, hats, shoes, toothbrushes here, whatever. So if you think you can give us a hand with that, that would also be greatly appreciated. Amen? One more thing. If you can write letters, our little guys in the detention center incarcerated. They have not had visitors for over a year because when COVID hit, they shut it all down and they've still not opened up. Even to family, you cannot see your loved one. So these, uh, especially the young boys, these, uh, I want to tell you, man, it breaks your heart. They're just kids and they're in jail and they need letters. So if you can write a letter um, and address it simply to dear friend. That would be great. Turn it in to me, and I will get them forwarded. Incarcerated Youth Ministries is one of our mission outreaches. And Brother Bob is a phenomenal man who really touches those boys' hearts. But all he's been able to do is by live stream, Zoom, that kind of thing. So he's wanting to get these letters into their hands. Amen. So if you can do that, get one to me, and that would be greatly appreciated. Amen. Well, one of my little gals I was ministering to wrote this. 
I was being bullied. So I was so desperate and so bad, feeling bad, I took a bunch of pills. So I sat down to wait for them to work, and I thought, well, I'll get in the shower. She fell over the side of the toilet. She saw a bright light float by. And a man with a brown robe, brown eyes, long brown beard, and long brown hair was staring at her. And all of a sudden he said, come on, sweetie, you have to help me let you get you up. And she got up and she made it through this attempt to end her life. She gave her heart to Christ and is now serving the Lord. So that's an awesome testimony. Thank God for Alyssa. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share with you this morning, I'm sorry, I apologize in advance to all of the ones who expected a Mother's Day message. But if you know me, you knew that I wasn't going to do that. Because I want to preach the word. I want, I want God to touch us all. And what God began to share with me is, it's important that you not only worship, but that you live a lifestyle of worship. Now, I want to look at that for a minute today. A life that worships. That's what I called it. Does your life worship him? And I want to tell you right off, it's so not about singing. Look at your neighbor and say, it's so not about singing. It's about chasing God. Chasing after God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm chasing after God. How many of you have ever chased anyone? How about toddlers? So like the other day, I had my grandbaby over, and I was watching him, and he loves to go out in the backyard. So as he was going out in the backyard, he took off running. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I know I picked up all the dog poop, but what if I didn't? <laughs> so I went chasing after him. And I grabbed him and threw him in the air, and he just started to giggle. That's how God gets. When you get a hold of him, you lift him up and he starts to giggle. Here's my kid. I'm so excited. How many of you moms today are going to be excited to see your kids? And if you can't see them, how many of you feel like, ah, oh, rats? Yeah. But. One thing I know, it's so not about singing. God moves in power when he finds true worship. God moves and busts up the, the bondages, and there's a breakthrough when there's true worship. Now let's define worship. 
Worship is this honor or reverence of a divine being. Honor or reverence. So whatever you consider your source, whatever you consider is the most important thing that has all of your attention, that's what you worship. Look at your neighbor and say, uh-oh, she going to mess. What are we worshiping? Money? I don't worship money, Pastor Cheryl, but I need money. But does it have all of your focus? Does it have all your reverence? You know, I'll never forget, Bishop and I were on a vacation once with uh, several other couples, and one of them, every time we would sit down to eat a meal or just even just gather together, we'd all go, where's so-and-so? Oh, he's checking out the stocks. Oh, he's checking out the investments. See, it's not about just checking them out, but it's what's got your attention? What are you focused on? How about some people are all into their position? <sighs> Don't call them by the wrong title. Jesus, help us. Never forget one time we had one brother, and on his certificate, he wanted chief apostle. And Bishop's like, high chief. Wait, I don't even know if he could fit it all on one line. And Bishop's like, well, rats, if he's high chief, what am I? Position. Who cares about position? My position is let's get down on our face, on our knees, and cry out to a holy God. People have said to me, well, what do we call you? Cheryl's good? That's why my mother named me. How many of you know God is so not impressed? <laughs> or how about reputation? Now, that one's subtle because you don't even see how that bothers you until somebody starts to maybe tarnish it. And then you are wrecked. It's all idols. And God's going, look, just, I'm looking for worshipers. Worshipers. I'm looking for those that will abandon all of that junk and just focus on me. Worship will change your atmosphere. Worship changes your atmosphere. Put some worship music on and watch your atmosphere change. 
Suddenly those problems, they're not so big. They're manageable. In fact, you can take your hands off and he'll manage them. God does not change in your circumstances. When there is worship, true worship, God doesn't change. We change. It's all about his presence. Can you begin to worship and praise him in adversity? When it's hard or you don't feel like it. How many of you are getting this? Look with me at John 4, 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You cannot fake it. Right? That's why it's so not about singing. People say to me, oh, I want to worship, but I just don't have a good singing voice. You don't need a singing voice to worship God. God's looking for worshipers. Worshipers. True worshipers, he says in his word. He didn't say, I'm looking for worship. He already knows he's worthy of all worship. He says, I'm looking for worshipers. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, God's looking for you. Yeah, I don't mind when you just respond. I don't need you to sit there like lumps on a log. I want to hear you worship, shout, praise God. If I was at a football game, you'd be screaming. If you were at a basketball game, you'd be screaming. And all over a pigskin. How much more? Worship him. Lift your hands right now and just worship him. He's looking for worshipers. Thank you, Jesus. God, make us more into your image. Change us in our worship. He's looking for us to become. Here we go. He's looking for us to become what we worship. (gasps) Now, his original intent was that we become more like him. (laughs) But he says, you're going to become like what you worship. I don't want to worship stuff. I don't want to worship people. God is in control of it all. Look at 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, 
Now are we the sons of God, daughters of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we'll be like him. For we'll, we shall see him as he is. How many of you just live every day to be more like him? How many of you see it in your life that you are becoming more like him? It's all about what you're worshiping. Worship brings transformation, brings change. Listen to me. There's a difference between conforming and transforming. I went to an all-girls school for high school. We had to conform. We had a special little jumper skirt or a plaid skirt with a white blouse with a navy blue blazer and navy blue white or white uh, knee socks and saddle shoes. That was a lot of conforming. <laughs> but inevitably, everybody was seeking to make it their own. So you might roll up your little skirt because you didn't want it down past your knees. And the little sisters would walk by and yank your skirt down so it didn't look rolled anymore. Or you might walk on the back ends of your heels of your saddle shoes and not have them all the way on and you just be wearing down that back heel. Or you might take your knee socks and push them all the way down because you didn't want to be like everybody else. Because we didn't want to conform. We were kind of tired of conforming. Everywhere you looked, you saw the same plaid, the same navy blue jacket. Now, transformed. That means you change from the inside out. That means you become like what you really are focused on and love and want to be like. I want to be transformed. I want him to take all the yuck out of Cheryl and make it into a beautiful thing. I want him to take all that junk, any resentment, anger, unforgiveness, and change it. I want him to take the words of my mouth and make them sweet. I want him to change Cheryl so much that when people meet me, they go, Wow, there's something about you. How many of you hear what I'm saying? Worship him. Worship him. Focus on him. He's all that matters anyway. Oh, but you don't know, Dr. Cheryl, what I've lost. You don't know what the enemy 
you've stolen. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. Every person in this room could say that. Every person on live stream could say that. Isn't it amazing that our God can look at every person on live stream and in this building and already has the answer and says, just worship me. You're supposed to be able, and I'm supposed to be able to go through the fire and come out smelling like roses. Not walking around looking like death. Hello? He says, I'm looking for worshipers. I love this house because we have true worship. You may come in one way, but you go out different. And if you don't, your fault. I thank God for Pastor Eric and for our worship team and our orchestra. I thank God for them. Handpicked of God. Because God said, they're serious about this in that house. They're serious about this. I better make sure they got true worship. They don't care about entertaining nobody. They don't care about putting on a good production. They just want to worship me. Can you believe it? And so he gave us a wonderful worship. This house has always had true worship. I thank God for Dr. Tom Ray and Pastor Gina Ray. That was true worship. True worship. We don't know what it is to have an entertaining Sunday. And I bet if you got really honest, most Sundays you'd rather just be on your face crying and boo-hooing, but you just don't want to get your clothing all messed up and hair and face all messed up. But I bet if you just said, go ahead, God, mess me up, you'd all be on the floor. True worship. Man, I don't want to play no games with God. I want to be in his presence. The other day I was in prayer and I was just crying. And I said, God, I'm sorry. I need more time with you and I just don't have enough time. And I want to tell you, it wasn't earth shattering or anything. I just got up and he goes, Hey, man, you're good with me. That's what God said to me. He said, girl, you're good. I said, God, you don't talk like that. He said, girl, you're good. I just wrote it down. I couldn't believe it. He's looking at hearts. Is your heart surrendered? 
Are you willing to give whatever he asks? Be careful. He said, I'm going to give you three little things you can look for that are expressions when you're a real worshiper. Look at Psalm 100, verse 3 to 5. No. Okay. Let's go to our little phone Bibles. (laughs) Psalm 100, because this is important. Psalm 100. And look at verse 3 through 5. He says, Be aware that Adonai is God... It is he who made us, and we are his, his people, the flock in his pasture. So how many of you have given your heart to God? How many of you have given your life and your heart to God? And you're serious about this. See, then you belong to him. It says you're his. You lost all rights. You don't got a right to... Say, I don't feel like it. You don't got a right to say, well, maybe later. You don't got a right to say, well, I got to do this. You belong to him. Now, look what he says. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courtyards with praise. Give thanks to him and bless or worship his name. For Adonai is good, his grace continues forever, and his faithfulness lasts through all generations. How many of you thank God he's not a God of just our generation? He says, I'm going to give you three things if you want to really worship. He says, you got to thank me, you got to praise me, and worship me. And they all go in that progression. He says, when you thank me, you're thanking me because you're responding to what I do for you. That's the entry level. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Don't stop thanking him for everything. Everything. When I drove up to a store the other day, I got a first parking spot right there. Thank you, Jesus. I thank him. When I'm running late and I'm driving, thank you, Jesus. You're going to get me there in time. Thank you, Jesus. When we go to the doctors and we get a report, I don't care whether it's good or bad. Thank you, Jesus. The doc said to me the one day, why are you thanking me? I mean, thanking him. I heard you. You said, thank you, Jesus. Why are you thanking him? It's not a great report. I said, I don't care. It means he's healing. Thank you, Jesus. 
My daughter called the other day. She goes, there's another delay. You know, everything's COVID. I said, thank you, Jesus. She says, why are you thanking God, mother? I said, because a delay means it gives him more time to work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him. Thank him. First Thessalonians 5.18. Thank him in everything. Scriptures or no? All right, look at this. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Doesn't say in one out of three things. It doesn't say only the good stuff. He says in everything. See, we read scripture and we kind of skim over it. In everything, when there's loss, when there's disappointment, when it looks impossible. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going to be all down and negative. We have the eternal Savior of the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. That's just like the basic ABCs. Thank him. Thank your mother today. Well, you don't know my mother. She wasn't much of a mother. Thank her. Thank her. Maybe in her heart, she did all she could do. Listen, I want to tell you something. And mom and dad, you'll all agree, they don't give you no manuals to do this job. They don't even hire you, right? You just become a parent. I don't know about y'all, but I love it today because a lot of the young couples make plans. Well, I want to tell you something. Bishop and I, we had some plans. And God said, oh, yeah, I'm about to rearrange your plans. We had started in ministry, and we were just tooling along, and we were moving and shaking and traveling and just doing our thing, and all of a sudden, I'm pregnant. And we just looked at each other like, I know you know how this happened. (laughs) Because God says, I'm not giving you no manual, then you won't need me. I'm not giving you directions to follow because you won't need me. You get to be a parent because I let you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. See, you're not just thanking him for what he's done. You're thanking him for what he continues to do. You thank him for... What he's going to do in the future. All right. Secondly, praise. Praise follows thanksgiving. You're not praising God for what he's done. You're praising him because you appreciate all he's done. You're praising him because of who he is. How many of 
you got someone in your life that you'd say, oh, I thank God for them? Yeah. And that's what we say because we praise him. Thank God for you, Jesus. You know, if he never did anything else and you've given him your life, you don't have to spend an eternity in hell. That's a deal. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you praise him. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. If you never did anything else in my life, I'm saved. And I know it. And I'm going to see you. And I'm going to see all my loved ones. And I'm going to just see all my dogs and cats that have died. My parakeets or whatever. Praise him. See, you thank him because of what he's done. But you praise him for who he is. That means that you know that you're going to praise him at times when you don't feel like it. How many times we're in praise and worship and I hear Pastor Eric go, all right, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. And it's like some of us are like, lift your hands. Lift your hands and praise him. Lift your hands right now and praise him. Praise him just because he is God. Praise him. Praise him for who he is. Because by the time you're praising him, you know who he is. You know him for what he not only does, but you know his ways. How many of you know there's a difference when you know somebody's ways? See, I've been with Bishop almost 40 years. We knew each other before we got married. But I got to learning through the years his ways. You know, a lot of marriages, you learn to laugh stuff off if you could just accept each other's ways. Stop trying to change people. Right? I know his ways. See, now I got the mic. Bishop loves to take showers. He's a very clean man. But when you're in the bathroom and he's taking a shower, everything gets a shower. Everything. If the dog was in that room, dog's getting a shower. So I'll never forget, we were just married about a month and I never, I never been with him to take a shower. Thank you, Jesus. But I walk in to the bathroom after he comes out. I thought I was in a crime scene. Water on the mirror. 
water all over the sink. Water all over the floor. And I thought, what on earth? So I just simply walked out and said, honey, why all the water? Why was it not in the tub? He said, well, I get out and it's all steamy. So I just get the sink going and splash it up. And I just was like, oh, I I don't know why I never thought of that. But you know what? We've been married 35 years. It's a little better. But I don't care. Because I thank God he's here to shower. How many of you hear me? God says, just worship me. Just Thank me and then praise me. I don't care how sloppy you get when you praise me. I don't care if you roll on the ground. I don't care if you run up and down. I don't care. Just praise me. I'll clean up afterward. Does that make sense? He says, because once you begin to praise me, you know my ways. You know my ways. Thirdly, he says, worship. That comes out of thanksgiving and praise. And he goes, unfortunately, worship is not always present in every church. It's not always present in every life. And I said, God, why is that? He says, because people don't want to get nearer still. People don't want to get so near, they start to weep. They start to bend over. They start to just so wrecked. That's the best word. They're wrecked when you're in worship. He said, people don't want to always do that. I said, God, wreck me. Wreck me. I don't care. I don't care if my clothes get dirty. There's a thing called dry cleaning and washing. I don't care if my makeup smears. I'll put on some new. I don't care if my hair gets messed up. That's what brushes are for. Wreck me, God. But sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes we got to have the time. Listen, I'm learning to say, that's not important. That's not that important. This is important. I'm a believer that we Make time for what we really want to make time for. You'll move everything around to do certain things. That's Jesus agreeing with me. Look with me at John 4.23. I'm going to wind down here quickly. But the hour cometh and now is when true Worshippers. Doesn't say true worship. It says when the true worshipers, look at your neighbor and say, that's me, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh 
such to worship him. He wants you. He's looking for you. True worship is a mirror. I love this quote from a prominent worship leader. He says, there are a host of worship leaders that direct my attention to Jesus. Only a few of them play music. Ooh. It's not about singing. See, you're always going to reflect. Now, if you're a note taker, this is a key phrase or sentence. You always reflect the realm of which you are most aware. You always reflect the realm of which you are most aware. So if all you exist in is the natural, that's all you see. That's all you know. But if you begin to dig into God and you get into worship and you live that lifestyle every day, then he's with you and you're going to walk along and tool along and God's going to say, do this, don't do that. And you're just saying, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You just saved me. He's going to say, turn here, go there. He's going to say, stop a minute and just worship me. When you're a true worshiper, look at your neighbors and say, I don't need music. I don't need to sing. Because you want to live a lifestyle of it. Look with me at 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed, are changed, are transformed, are made into the same image from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord. If you, after all these years of serving God, don't look more like him, you better go find a plastic surgeon. (laughs) You better examine your walk, because do you, do you look like him? If you do, I promise you, you love more, you overlook more, you excuse more, you have incredible mercy and grace, you're not so ready to just go get even if you look more like him. You know, real quick, there was a situation a couple weeks back and I said to Bishop, I am going to have a conversation with this person. This has got to stop. Blah, 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 blah. And Bishop goes, well, okay, honey, if you think you need to, I release you to have that conversation. Okay. I went home. I got into my prayer closet. I said, okay, God, now I want you to tell me what you want me to say. He said, no, you're not talking to him. That, that's not what was on my sheet. The Lord says, I don't want you to talk to him. Let Bishop talk to him. Okay. (laughs) See, peace 
Wonderful peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of God. Peace in your life is from you listening to God, not you. This comes from worship. Surrender. Give up. Let's pray. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father, Lord. we want to worship. Lift your hands this morning and begin to worship him. Father, we just want to worship you. We want to live lives so focused on you that we don't see nothing else. But we'll hear. We'll hear what you want us to do, what you want us to say. We want to live that way, God. So, Father, we surrender this morning. We ask you to change us. I don't want to go out of here the same way, God, and neither does anyone else. Not on live stream, not in this building. Change us. Change us. Change us. So that the realm that we're in, we're more aware. We're more aware of your presence. We're more aware of what you want us to do, not what we want to do or what we don't want to do. So forgive us today. Cleanse us. Change us. So that when we look, we are in your image. God, we thank you for that this morning. We worship you. We live. After today even, God, we live a life of worship. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give God a praise this morning. We have something.